Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These podcast homilies for morning prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. These second or third pairings of Psalms and Lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Listeners are reminded that there is a difference in numbering between Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm, which makes all the psalms from 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, 118, 115 excuse me, in today's reading in the Book of Common Prayer is Psalm 114 in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin. For more on Trinity season, the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, watch the AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season, which includes its history and its place on the church calendar, including the possibilities for lengthening and shortening the season based on the date of Easter and the date of First Sunday in Advent. This series is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page, with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm appointed for ninth Sunday after Trinity is Psalm 115, also a psalm of David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are non novus domine. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give the praise, for thy loving mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore shall the heathen say, Where is now their God? As for our God, he is in heaven. He hath done whatever, whatsoever pleased him. Their idols are silver and gold, even the work of men's hands. They have mouths and speak not, eyes they have and see not. They have ears and hear not, noses have they and smell not. They have hands and handle not, feet they have and walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them, and are, and so are such, all such as put their trust in them. But thou, house of Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their helper and defender. Ye house of Aaron, put your trust in the Lord. He is their helper and defender. Ye that fear the Lord, put your trust in the Lord, for he is their helper and defender.
The Lord hath been mindful of us, and he shall bless us. Even he shall bless the house of Israel, he shall bless the house of Aaron. He shall bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are the blessed of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. All the whole heavens are the Lord's. The earth he hath given to the children of men. The dead praise not thee, O Lord, neither all they that go down into silence. But we will praise the Lord from this time forth forevermore. Praise the Lord. Psalm 115 is the third of six Hallel Psalms, each of which begins or ends with either praise the Lord or a variation of that phrase. In verses 5 through 7, the psalmist makes a comparison between man-made idols of the heathen with the heathen themselves. They have ears and hear not, eyes and see not, hands that handle not, feet that walk not, throats that speak not. The familiar Old Testament condemnation of idolatry in these four verses is concisely expressed into uncommonly effective poetic form. A variation on the themes of the proper uses of one's eyes, ears, and mouth appears in Revelation chapters 2 and chapter 3 when, in the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor, Jesus refers to what those who have, quote, ears to hear and, quote, eyes to see should do. That is, use these God-given organs to listen to and act upon the Lord's words. For more on the concept of ears to hear and eyes to see, see chapters 2 and 3 in our bookstore publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, one of uh, six volumes in our New Testament series. Jesus delivers the same message several times in the Gospels, in Matthew 11:15, 13:9, 15:16 and 43, and Mark 4:9 and 23:7 and 7:16, and 35, 8:18, Luke 8, 9:44 and 14:35. The contrast between worshipers of idols and the people of God is pointed out in verses 9b, 10b, and 11b. The people of the Lord know that the true God is the God of Aaron, who is, quote, their helper and defender. Their opposite, the faithful, are described in the first half of these verses, 9a, 10a, 11a, in verse 18. Excuse me, and continued in verse 18, the faithful put their trust in the Lord, fear him, and praise his name forever and ever. In verse 13, the themes of blessedness and, quote, fear of the Lord appear again with a promise of blessing. For more on the theological meaning of and uses of blessed is, blessed are, blessed be, and fear of the Lord, see part three, Blessed is the Man, in our AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective. And for more on the true meaning of the phrase fear of the Lord, See the entry for that title in Layman's Lexicon, also an AIC bookstore publication. Verse 17, the dead praise not thee, O Lord, is said to refer to those who die outside the church, a point of view supported by Revelation 14.3, blessed are the dead in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. 
For a listing of every use of Psalm 15, 115 in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, see the entry for each psalm in the for that psalm in the prayer book Psalter, History Text, and Commentary, which also includes in the introduction an explanation of the different classes of psalms, and at the back of the book, a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter. The first lesson for ninth Sunday after Trinity is Ezekiel 14, 1-11, on the punishment of those who practice idolatry. The second lesson is 1 Thessalonians 4, 1-12, St. Paul's message to the congregation he founded at Thessalonica, or Thessaloniki in the Greek, on the virtues required for a Christian life. Ezekiel is the subject of Part 2, Chapter 2 in our publication, Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. The story of Paul's second missionary journal, journey, which resulted in the planting of the first churches in Europe, including that, that at Thessalonica, is told in chapter 16 and chapter 17 in our publication, The Acts of the Apostle, Annotated and Illustrated. The closing prayer is the Collect for the Ninth Sunday after Trinity, which was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary and the Leonine Sacramentary. Changes were made to it in 1662 by the adding of the phrase, We who cannot do any good thing without thee. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.